Welcome to this week's episode of the Refold Podcast. Regrettably, the introduction and first minute of talking was lost to the ether in the YouTube live stream kerfuffle. Anyways, here is what remains of the audio. I hope you enjoyed the, the podcast and the interesting conversations that the crew had. Only listening, uh, no reading, uh, no making hockey cards, just podcasts and TV. Uh, yeah. Cool. And how about you, Shiki? Yeah, I'm also uh, listening biased. Uh, I started doing Refold last August. So at the end of this month will be my one year anniversary of immersion learning. And I probably do like max uh, four hours of reading a month. And the rest of the time is listening. Max four hours a month. Four hours, wow. And Bree, wow. you are next. I am Bree, also known as Briz, and I am definitely reading heavy. I err more towards the reading side of things, but I do try to listen to things, you know, I try to make it a goal to listen to things for about 30 minutes to an hour every day. So it's not my preferred method of immersion, but I do it because I know I need to. Right, and I am George Pig, and I've historically been reading heavy myself, uh, not team listening, but having started on this journey with <laughs> Japanese, I have definitely shifted to uh, more listening. And I feel like um, there's an obvious reason for that, which is kanji, right? So cool. Mm. So, right. Bree, do you want to bring us in? Bring us in about yeah. about listening? Yeah, yeah, listening. I mean... It's like, let's go. Wow, okay. So, I guess let's talk about the things that, you know, we like to listen to, to start with. Um, I really enjoy watching reels, as Borg knows, I'm a reels addict. <laughs> and I also, because I love reading so much... Um, one of the ways that I find um, to fit listening into my day is re-listening to audiobooks of books that I have already read. Uh, what about you, Gorg? What are things that you like to uh, listen to? Jeez, what do I like to listen to? <clears throat> so I'm not like team listening, but I do enjoy listening to yeah. ASMR videos. And I don't feel like they're great for language learning, but I do like to listen to them. I like to listen to role plays, uh, Things like self-care, makeup, I don't know. I find them enjoyable. Before we keep going, does anybody else like listening to, to ASMR? No, I haven't gotten into that personally. <laughs> I can't see? stand ASMR. Oh my god. Okay, here's the thing. I Am I alone here? That I could stand it. I think you are, but I'm envious. So I'm not anti-ASMR. I'm envious of the people who actually can handle listening to it. So, like, do you get, like, the tingle thing? Like, the, <laughs> it's I, so, like, very, I like, do the not brain get massage. the tingle. I do not get the, the tingle. I just find it yeah? soothing. I find it soothing the way people, like, old people have, like, jungle sounds and rain machines, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I do not get tingles okay. from it. I just find it, like, very yeah, I, relaxing. I get it's, that. Like, it's I very like uncomfortable. Machines. I agree. Okay, yeah. so why why do you guys think it's uncomfortable? It feels it's... like my personal space is being invaded. I feel like somebody's <laughs> in my bubble, and I hate it. it. Uh... I want to start swinging when I hear it. Right, like get away it's from me, very, kind of thing. It's very, 
it's yeah it, it is very much like an in your space type of thing like they're whispering directly into your ear like that's the whole shtick right mm-hmm. okay back on track sorry i the asmr thing i find really fascinating uh shiki what are the things that you really like to listen to i mainly watch anime for uh intensive mm-hmm. and um youtube i like mm-hmm. youtube i've been liking youtube recently youtube is great it has everything mm-hmm. what about you josh what, what's your what's your go-to listening you've got a couple extra minutes what are you gonna listen to uh yeah so what i like to listen to for the most part is like podcasts and netflix for the most part um yeah i've, I've been getting to a lot of french podcasts recently and i yeah just philosophy podcasts po- podcasts about work uh podcasts about serial killers recently I love uh, serial killer fo- podcast yeah, too. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't okay. think I'd like that at first, but right. yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. So I don't yeah. want to say like serial killer gang, but like yeah, <laughs> true, true crime gang maybe. For sure, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so when y'all listen, when what type of what time? Not type of day, obviously every day, but what time of day do y'all usually list? Try to get your listening in. Anybody want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah. So for me, I usually do listening kind of at the end of the day, uh, usually after dinner or uh, kind of before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be kind of for my active listening. Uh, not really intense, immer- intensive immersion, but more like free flow. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, though, you know, I like to take breaks. I like to go for walks and take bike rides. Uh, during those times, I usually just uh, put on a podcast uh, and get some passive listening in. So that's great. So that yeah. you're like listening with like an active activity, like walking and writing. I need to do that. But yeah, yeah. it's a good excuse. Like it's, uh, listening more. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's two birds with one stone. Really, you got Normally you know, some exercise I do listening and, yeah. while I do dishes, which is maybe why I don't like it so much because it right. housework. Uh-huh. Um, what about you, Gorg? When do you listen to content? So uh, I used to teach. And when I taught, I couldn't listen while I was working. But now that I've moved towards yeah. something closer to a typical desk job, I listen while I'm working. Yeah. Yep. And it often causes me issues. I'll, I'll join a meeting and I'll still have my immersion going. Yeah. And I'll have to turn it off. <laughs> like your um, ASMR is going like in the meeting. Yeah. And then about a month ago, I got gifted these wonderful Bluetooth headset things. And uh, I can listen pretty much anywhere in my apartment. I've got a small apartment. And I've definitely been listening a lot mm-hmm. more with the bluetooth because i can just put something on my computer and walk away and come back you know and, and i can still hear um yeah so like what 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 kind of things did you get pardon the, the, you said you got these bluetooth things oh, what, XM what, are, what are they three something sony bluetooth headset thing are they earbuds over they are the not, ear they're headphones over ear. they're over the ear headphones oh oh okay are y'all earbud gang or um over the ear uh headphones gang that's what i want to know I'm definitely here. over ear over there over ear okay um I yeah I'm over ear am i the, the only the one phone conduction headsets because like oh. you can kind of hear your environment when you're like out and about and i feel like with over the ear especially with these active noise canceling cans i don't yeah hear my environment well enough sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i have that problem with i like earbuds because i can ch- uh, charge one at a time so they can last me all day and also, I'm usually, for me, when when I usually listen to stuff is whenever I can fit it, because um, I've got a small kid at home, and I work at home, and so I always kind of have to have one ear out. 
So I like to use earbuds for that reason. I'll use my left ear. I feel right like ear. I can't really do passive lately because it's like yeah. I'll start listening to what they're saying and then yeah. get distracted and like not get anything done. It's like I either listen to it or it's white noise. It's like there's no in between. That's yeah. a good that's a good segue. So what does everyone think about passive listening? So you just brought up passive listening. You, you're having a hard time doing that now. Joshua, what do, what's your thoughts on passive listening? Sure. So uh, my thoughts on passive listening, I guess I would first say that this is something that I actually do a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I generally try to get probably about three hours of listening a day. So it would be kind of like two hours of active uh, and then one hour of passive. Um, I think that passive listening is a very good exercise. Uh, however, I think that it, it only becomes more effective kind of the more advanced you get. Uh, one of my biggest regrets, actually, with learning French was putting too much emphasis on passive listening in the beginner stages. Uh, yeah. If you're just listening to uh, audio and language and you're not really given the visual context behind it, it's yeah. really hard to pick things up. You know, I must have listened for 100 hours in the beginning and I acquired very little. Like listened passively in the beginning? Yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. So I would just, you know, Google French podcasts. I would download a bunch of stuff like that. Exactly. Uh, and I would just go for, you know, long walks, uh, listening to podcasts. I had this assumption that French was more or less just going to be absorbed into my pores and I would just kind of magically acquire it. Uh, but I found... I started immersing. I thought that too. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is like, that is true. Like that is what happens. But if you're not really given that visual context and you're not seeing what, you know, who's talking, uh, what kind of faces they're making, what they're pointing at. Uh, you acquire very little in the beginning. Yeah, if it's not comprehensible, especially in the beginning, like you said, like there's not anything for that language to like grasp onto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you? So, George, do you passive listen a lot? I you said would you say what I do work? is mostly passive. I very rarely yeah. focus on listening. I'm always doing yeah. something else. I'm either like doing nitpicky, you know, data entry type stuff, mindless right. paperwork, or I'm like doing dishes. Yeah. I never just sit is down. Is that really passive though? If you're doing dishes? I want to say I is mean, that really passive? I feel like it could be. I feel like to me the the most sort of like focus I would get in listening is if I still went walking. Like when I walk, I, uh, I feel like I can intensively listen, but I don't feel like I would say I intensively listen. I might free flow. Um gotcha. more than passive okay. now that I think about it, but it's never like intensive listening, I feel. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't feel like I can actively listen unless I'm doing dishes. I feel like I am so conditioned that if I'm listening to, like, pure audio, like a podcast or something, that th there is no visual, I almost have to be doing something because my mind will just wander. Mm -hmm. um, Shiki, do you, do you, so you said that you don't do um, any passive immersion now. Um, do you do any immersion where there's no visuals, like podcasts, or is it mostly anime with the visuals? Um, so whenever I'm like driving in my car, if I know I'm going to be driving for like an extended period of time, I'll pick out some like condensed audio or a podcast or something to put on. But lately with my work from home job, I don't drive very much anymore. So <laughs> right. That will happen. That will yeah. happen. Did you listen to anything on the 40 minute drive last weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to the condensed audio for the anime Bloom Into You because I finished it recently. That's a good topic. And That's then, awesome. uh, condensed audio. Yeah. So what are your guys' thoughts on condensed audio? I'm personally not a fan. Okay. I've actually never tried it myself, so I don't really have an opinion. 
are you intent in what is it called condensed audio like curious or interested in the idea of it like would you try it if it was easily accessible to you yeah i try it what do you yes. think you'd feel about it <laughs> it's such a weird question but like do you think that's something that you would like or like in theory what do you think well the thing is that a lot of podcasts are, are already very dense um i guess I, I would only use it if I was re-listening to something I had watched before, maybe a movie yeah. with lots of periods of silence. Yeah. Um, the only, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've listened to um, movies with video description. I kind of imagine yeah. it's very similar because uh, in movies with video description, uh, every time there's silence, they're pretty much just describing what's happening. So there's never really any periods of long silence. I think for me, it. I, I don't think I like it. I, I haven't really had it any opportunities to listen to condensed audio but if the jump cuts are weird and if they're noticeable i have a feeling that i would be way too distracted by that than the actual audio and a lot of times for me like the music and the things that happen behind the scenes um depending on how dense the show is of course kind of like puts me in like the mind frame of like what's happening and i imagine myself there and it becomes more personal for me um like there's a show that's kind of a meme um but also amazing called Sylvanas and Lana that a lot of the Spanish learners watch in the beginning because it's highly comprehensible. I did not care for it. I know, I know. <laughs> and you know, that's allowed. You know, I personally loved it. I felt like an American family sitcom LARPing as a- I love oh, American so sitcoms. I, I, that's probably true, why I loved like, it so much. Lover, I don't think you'll like it. <laughs> not to go off on a tangent, no. but- It's okay, it's okay. You're allowed to feel that way. That's totally valid. I- loved it i watched it a couple of times that's how obsessed i am with it and i would listen to it passively like there's 150 episodes that are all like 45 minutes long and like um it's super audio dense like it's super like conversationally dense but like if there was a break with the music i was like jamming out to it because i just loved it so much <laughs> nice so what is what is everybody listening to right now like not now in this moment, but um, is there like a show or a podcast or a audiobook that that y'all are currently listening to? Uh, yeah, for me, so I'm I'm kind of listening to that uh, Spotify serial killers uh, podcast. I think it's a, a translated podcast, so I think you can listen to it in English and Spanish You're as well. You're gonna have to DM it to me because I'm very interested in it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I actually I recently moved from Winnipeg to BC. So the entire yeah. time, so I, I went to the French Discord and I said, you know, uh, recommend me some podcasts, and I got recommended that, and it turned yeah. out to be my favorite podcast for the entire 25 hour drive. Uh, really. The only thing is I started to get scared at gas stations, like I was going to get kidnapped. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was listening to a spooky podcast yesterday, and I was doing the dishes, and it was at night. So, like, all the lights were really dim or off, and I had my earbuds in without the pass-through mode enabled. So it was just kind of, like, complete silence, just talking about, like, this murder thing. Then mm. I just felt the floor shake behind me because we had, like, really wobbly <laughs> floors. And I turned around, and I might have cursed at my husband really loud and was like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, so it's like definitely not the best material to be like, you know, filling your mind with all the time. But yeah, it's like pretty entertaining. No, you need like ear bleach or something like afterwards. Yeah. Like something about like puppies or kitties or something. What about you, George? What are you uh, listening to right now? I'm not listening to much. I had a breakthrough listening to Peppa Pig, as as always. I always come back to it and I always Naturally. realize why. But I'm not sure I would call yeah, that like listening so in the sense that we're talking about here. It feels like we've been mostly talking about like pure listening versus watching a show like even a show no, let's talk about it we can talk let's talk about peppa pig so that's what you've been into lately 
Tell yes, tell I everyone think. what you like about Peppa Pig, why you think it's oh, it's good for I could talk into. all day about this. So with Peppa Pig Let's talk a minute or two about it. <laughs> it's essentially like um the audio description on Netflix. There's yeah. a narrator and anytime the characters are not talking, the narrator's on you know describing what's going on. So I feel like each episode's five minutes, and I feel like it's about five minutes of just pure dialogue. It's very uh, yeah. dense, I would say, like ling- you know, like language-wise. Um, yeah. And the vocab is slice of life. The, the scenarios are what you would expect. They go camping. They go buy fruit and vegetables. I feel like it's the perfect beginner show for, like, we're all listening. Well, not we're all listening. Listening without subtitles, but still having visual input. Two-channel listening, maybe? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, but actually, you bring up some good points there about how it makes it more comprehensible when, say, the narrator is explaining what's actually happening uh, on screen. Uh, funny enough, so before learning French, I had actually never seen anime at all. But, you know, people were watching in the Discord, so I, you know, started to watch it a bit myself. The gateway uh, drug. That is, yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, actually, I, I personally found anime to be very helpful in the beginning for learning French because they actually do describe what is going they on in the do. screen. They do. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I think I've heard it described as show and tell. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, they show what's happening and they also talk about it. So they it's just it's extra comprehensible. Um, yeah. Was there any anime that you watched um, towards the beginning that you found especially helpful? Uh, especially helpful? Yeah. I would say that none really stick out, but I mm. did watch Naruto. Uh, I love Naruto. It's good. Yeah, everyone does. So It's a bop. Yeah, it's a, it's a bop. So, Josh, you... I, George started this conversation by saying that you had sworn off reading since when? Uh, since 2022. So that would just be like, you know, last January. Since last January. Was it like a New Year's resolution thing or? So uh, funny enough, it actually wasn't. It wasn't really planned at all. Um, so just really? for context. Yeah, not planned at all. Uh, for context, you know, I, I found about Refold, you know, when it came out. Uh, yeah. I, you know, originally did tons of reading. I did lots of sentence mining, uh, yeah. you know. 10, 15 sentence cards a day, uh, you know, lots of reading. I read all the Harry Potters, uh, read kind of standard French uh, books that everyone else reads, you know, like The Little yeah. Prince. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, like I had a lot of reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I made a, a ton of progress there. And at the same time, I was also doing lots of uh, listening. Um, but what, what ended up happening is my uh, reading just greatly outpaced my listening abilities. And it just mm-hmm. became really discouraging for me. You know, I could crack open a book from the 1800s read it just fine, but then, you know, turn on a podcast and just feel lost. Right. Um, so, but anyway, uh, fast forward to 2022. Uh, I just found myself really busy early 2022, and I, I just didn't really have time to read. So I was just mostly listening. So it kind but, of happened by accident? Yeah, so it first happened by accident. Okay. You know, one, two months went on with no reading, and I just realized that having only read, or sorry, having only listened for, you know, two months, my listening just went right up. Um, you know, because all those hours that I would have spent reading, I'm now spending listening. Right. Uh, and also, my brain kind of started to disassociate the written language and the spoken language. I would just kind of accept the spoken language as it was. I would never okay. try to kind of reference it to a word that I would have read That's in the past. That's my problem right now. Yeah. That's definitely my so problem So before right you now. started okay. this, would you say you were, like, reading dominant? And would you say that you're reading dominant now today? Yeah, so uh, before I started, I mean, if I understand the definition correctly of, you know, reading dominance, I would say, yes, I was better at reading than listening. Um, 
as of now, however, I, I think so we're in August, so I guess this is eight months in. Uh, I would say that uh, if I'm given kind of like a clear piece of text or a clear piece of speech, I would generally comprehend the speech better. Wow. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily say that my listening is better than my reading, but just that it's caught up and it's it's mostly caught up in most ways. So it's like equal. So like when you, like you said, that's that's something that I'm really struggling with where if I hear a word, like what you described is exactly what I experienced. I reference that word to like my written knowledge of the of the language and it sometimes i can get into a good flow where i don't think of it that way but that is definitely something that i struggle with too yeah and actually another way you can kind of test this on yourself is that yeah. uh when you hear words that you actually have not read in the past they're often really hard to hear yes they are <laughs> so uh a common example that i've probably brought up many times in the past is uh when you hear a name that you've never heard before mm -hmm. So, you know, often you'll be watching a TV show, you'll hear a name spoken, yeah. but it's so unclear that you could never repeat it back or even kind of write it down. Yeah. So what that shows is that there's just this gap in your listening that you just can't really understand it quite well. Yeah, there um, definitely is a gap in my listening. Not so for me, that was like the main warning signal. Like, you know, why can't I hear it when someone clearly says a name that I don't know? Yeah. I should at least be able to repeat it back. Gotcha. So then after those, what you said, those two months, you were listening to things and then you noticed that it got better. Did you just, did you at some point make a conscious decision not, not to read? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, like it's it just, it's fun to play experiments on yourself. Like, <laughs> you know, everyone is, has different methods, you know, you know, right. uh, Clayton really likes uh, Peppa Pig. So he's experimented with that in a sense. Yeah. A lot of people try sentence cards versus vocabulary cards. Some right. people like to go for very long silent periods, others don't. Yeah. So kind of my uh, bit of experimentation is just to go for kind of a long period without really reading much. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is that I, I don't really plan to go off of this forever. I think that reading is a very good way to acquire language, especially in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I plan on getting back into reading in, in 2023. But it's been a really nice experience this last couple of months just letting my listening catch up. That's awesome. I'll I'll kind of do that naturally where I'll read a couple books and then I'll get burnt out on reading. And then all I'll do is listen for right. a while. And then I get burnt out on that and I start zoning out and then I'll read a book. And so it's kind of like this 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 um, metronome of obsession that goes like back and forth, like either I'm reading heavy or listening heavy or I don't even have the energy to do anything heavy. <laughs> So, right, so but, actually, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Bree and Josh, you were both reading heavy to start with, and you've done more yeah. listening as like time has gone mm -hmm. on. How would you begin mm -hmm. listening if you're like a like a beginner, you don't understand anything? How would you jumpstart your comprehension? Do you want to go first, Josh? Oh, I'm going to go first? Uh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, how would I jumpstart my comprehension? Uh, this, sorry, uh, like, can so, I rehear the question? I actually kind of missed yeah. it. So right now you guys are okay. like doing a lot of listening, but you have hours and hours of like reading and sentence mining behind you. Yeah. If you're like a raw mm -hmm. beginner mm -hmm. who just can't listen, what would you do? Like, what would you do over if you were a beginner? Like you said, I would not listen to so much white noise, right? Like French with no context. Mm. Right. What would you do to like yeah, ease yourself into listening with low comprehension? Yeah, so that's a great question. So, I mean, firstly, I would say I wouldn't only do listening. I think that, again, as I said, uh, I think that reading is a very good tool for beginners. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, if you can learn to recognize words that you're reading, then you'll very quickly be able to learn to recognize them also in speech. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would actually add another uh, kind of thing is that you should really just focus on noticing. You shouldn't worry about whether you're understanding the entire sentence or the entire episode or context or whatever. You should just try to focus on those small wins of, hey, I noticed that word. I know that word. Oh, there's another word I notice. Um, and this is especially uh, fun to do in French because English and French have so much shared vocabulary that if you just put someone who had never heard French before and you just you know put them there for five hours to listen to French, uh, they would just start to hear words that they know in English. And it would just be kind of a fun game. Like, oh, I didn't know that that was also a word in French. So just really focus on noticing, I would say. See that. Uh, right, for me, yeah, noticing is like something that I have a hard time with. There's, Mostly there's it's like staying present. the noticing hypothesis, and I feel like it ties yes. in pretty well with Refold. Oh, absolutely. It's the active, right? Like, it's what we call, like, active immersion. Um, but it's kind of like one step beyond that, where you're not just present in, one, in what's happening. You're actively looking at, I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe. Like, you notice what's going on. Like, oh, I notice that there is a particle here. I notice that this is a different ending than I'm used to. Um, that's something that I've been trying to do with reading, <laughs> not so much with listening, but with reading, that's something that I've been trying to like be more mindful of. So I'm, you're forcing your daughter to kind of like refold Spanish. Have you noticed her Literally. noticing? Forcing. Have you Literally. noticed her noticing things like, oh, mom, yeah. that's Spanish, or have you noticed anything like that? Uh, so it's <clears throat> difficult. She's she's not so into Spanish, but she's five, so I'm like, gosh darn it, your brain is perfect for this. We're gonna we're gonna do this. Um, I have noticed, no pun intended, no pun intended, um, that she will pick up stuff that I haven't like explicitly tried to like show her. So she really likes rainbows. So she was watching YouTube in Spanish and, and, and found out on her own that rainbow was arco iris. And, um, she, we've been, we got these, um, graded readers for her. She can't read. So she's actually learning all through listening. Um, but these are, we have these graded readers that are very simple and it's like, I put on my shirt and it's like a dog putting on a shirt on his head. I put on my pants and he puts the pants on his head, you know, like silly stuff like that to keep her interested. Um, and it has native audio and I have noticed her like saying, oh, pantalones. He has pantalones, but she not sound much. That We're still in the very she's... early phases. Pantalones. I mean, no, she sounds much better than I do because okay. I have her listening to stuff all the all time. Right, I was That's worried. jargon. Pantalones. Sorry, I'm a gringa. What can I say? Um, but yeah, so she's she's doing. She can notice stuff, but I wouldn't say that she doesn't really talk about it. It's not really her special interest. She likes Barbies, you know. So. <laughs> gotcha. And I know that. To, let's bring it bring it back here. So reading, you're definitely a heavy reader, right? Like, that's sort of your jam. What would you do over again? Like, how would you begin listening to Spanish? Which, believe it or not, I feel it's, like, quite hard to listen to. I feel like it's easy to read. It's hard. But listening, yeah. ooh, it's tough. Especially, like, uh, when someone doesn't sound like radio Spanish. Yeah. You get someone from, the I... like, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, the south of yeah, Spain. I and then, even. like, yeah. it's really tough. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, probably what I would have done is not focus so much on subtitles in the beginning. So I would, every chance that I got, everything that I watched, I would 
read the subtitles, even if it didn't match. I would stop what I was doing and reference the subtitles, and there really wasn't anything in the beginning that was just pure listening. Um, because, but uh, I wouldn't say that I regret it because my goal isn't necessarily like, um, you know, not sounding like a gringa. <laughs> That's fine with me. But what I do regret about it is not my accent. It's um, what Joshua kind of brought up. It's the comprehension of listening to things and always having to filter that through like the written word in my head. Um, and I think that by reading so much while watching shows in the beginning um, and not having anything that was pure listening in the beginning might have stunted that um but that is something that i'm trying to not do now so like if i watch a podcast or something i'm not watching with subtitles obviously i'm doing dishes so or it sounds like you're against watching... three channel reading which we definitely push at refold for beginners what's three channel reading oh doing all three That's no but no i'm not saying not watching. do it i'm not saying to not do it what i'm saying is it's i think it's good to find something that you just like uniquely listen to to practice that muscle early on so not make that think, your entire immersion, but just like a piece of it, you know? I think something I did by accident that was helpful in the beginning was mm. I was really into watching VTuber streams um, mm. as like a 2A, stage one, 2A beginner. And yeah. I would notice that because of my ADHD brain, I would Felt just bad. kind of wander off and do something while I still had the VTuber thing playing in the background. And yeah. because I was just previously watching it, I still had an idea of what was going on. Like my brain would kind of fill in the blank, like sure. logically, because I knew like what actions were happening. And mm. I think I just got better at it. Uh, you know, having it in the background because I could fill in the blanks in my brain of what was going on. Yeah. That's important. So like you had like that context from what you just saw and then mm -hmm. you cared that, you know, I kind of did that with reading books where I would, and this is just all by happenstance. I didn't do this on purpose, but I did notice that if I started reading a book and then after the exposition where they do all of the world building and the character development and things like that, after all, that's the hard part of, of reading and listening where they, it's all brand new vocabulary. It's a whole new world. You have no idea what the setting is and you have to learn all of it. But after the world is established, um, I would pick up the audiobook and I found that listening because I had that context, like you mentioned, was a lot easier to kind of jump into without hurdles. And I felt found it a lot less distracting. So I felt that. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, more. So what were you listening to with all this word, but like world building? Uh, books. Books. By gotcha. Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Brando Sando. There it is. <laughs> Brando Sando. Branderson Sanderson. <laughs> my my boy um yeah i was listening to i was reading slash listening to this um sci-fi young adult series that he has and is a really good um called in spanish is esquadron but i don't know what it is in english i think it's like star squadron? yeah it's squad no but it's not squadron in english it's, not squadron. Uh, it's skyward 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 it's skyward so how did you, how um, would you really like good. go about picking immersion content to like listen to like i feel like with shiki mm -hmm. she basically just listens to what she's already listened to or already watched as far as like anime goes yeah. josh yeah. seems to just be like into these podcasts how about you where, where do you I'm get into your murder 
you're into podcasts. I've I seen mean, some of your podcast history. You've got like fantasy stuff, mythology, I've got everything. Murder. It's pretty diverse. So murder. how do you like choose, or do you not choose? You just listen to what like whatever fancies you that day, or you fancy that. <laughs> I, I mean, kind <laughs> of. Um, I do listen to whatever fancies me that day. I look at YouTube and I look at thumbnails, and it looks pretty, and I click on it, or it looks murdery, and I click on it. Um, and then I tend to get obsessed with things. So like Leyendas Legendarias, I really like that podcast um, for a while and then I got sick of it. Um, but I don't usually get sick of audiobooks. So I will usually kind of like what Shiki does, um, re-listen to what I've already read or pick up for where I'm left off if I'm in a you know, really compelling story and I don't want to stop reading it while I'm doing dishes. I'll just pick up where I left off in Audible and and listen to it. Yeah, and we definitely at Refill recommend listening to things that you've already gone through at least once, especially for like passive. Yeah, <clears throat> it's so helpful because you already know what's going on and you can kind of really immerse yourself and you're not so distracted by like, Ugh, I have no idea what's even happening. There's less ambiguity to like fight with, you know, there's still going to be ambiguity, but it's less ominous, I think. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a really good practice. Um, when I was still more of a beginner, I would actually like watch a show on Netflix and then I would download it onto my phone and just listen to it on a walk. Mm -hmm. I, I found that like that was super helpful. Yes. Do you all ever do the thing where, I'm sure you do, but do you have any experience where you've watched something once and it was really hard and then you pick it up a few months later and you find it, you know crazy amount easier and you're just kind of amazed because you feel like you really haven't made any progress but then you look back and you're like oh, i can this is a whole new thing this, yeah, I, for this sure. show is completely different to me <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually uh, that's a really good thing to do when you're feeling kind of discouraged with your level you know if you feel yes. like oh i've been at this for so long and i'm yes. still struggling so much uh if you're feeling that way go back to something that you've already watched and you'll get yeah. to see firsthand how much progress you've actually made did it feel like watching it for like the first time when you when you watched it again? Uh, almost. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's funny stories from uh, like the French uh, server of one guy watched this one TV show. Yeah. Uh, and he <laughs> did not know the plot at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he watched it the second time, and there's this whole plot that he couldn't pick up on the first time. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a little bit kind of um, the content's a little bit adulty, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just super I funny that it all went over his head. At the time, do y'all have any that... like litmus shows? Oh, go ahead, Shiki. Oh, sorry. Um, I had that experience with one of my favorite anime called Erased. Ooh. Um, oh, okay, it's uh, it's like a murder mystery kind of thing. But um, the first time I watched it, I was in like stage two A, I think, nice. and I was just kind of like getting the gist of what was going on, <laughs> mostly visually. Yes. And then I rewatched it again, like recently like a couple months ago and i was like wow uh it's crazy uh how i can understand the conversations and like yeah. know what people are actually saying and what they're actually like thinking in their head about everything that's going on and not just like oh somebody got stabbed and now they're running away okay <laughs> like that kind of thing yeah i bet yeah i have like a litmus test show um the dragon prince uh netflix i'll rewatch from time to time it's one of the first shows that i watched and i think i've watched it like two or three times so far and the first time i watched it i had no idea what the heck was going on i had to look up everything and then 
think I don't know what stage I was in. It was definitely like over a year ago that I rewatched it, but it was like watching it for the first time. And I like Josh said, I was feeling really down about my progress. Like, oh, I haven't progressed at oh, this is worthless. And then I re-listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's it's like a brand new show. Do you have anything like that, Gord? Uh, it's gonna be Peppa Pig. <laughs> it's gonna be Peppa Pig for sure. <laughs> and actually, no, this, this just happened. So um, for work, I've been kind of doing Japanese sort of from scratch. But yesterday, believe it or not, I turned on Peppa Pig in Mandarin, and I, I'd seen the whole show several times, like literally every episode several times. Um, and I didn't understand it two years ago. And now I'm over two years into yeah. my journey. I've stopped and started a lot. But I understood whole parts, like whole five-minute episodes. I was learning new words awesome. in, in context, like just from audio, which is quite Love hard with that. Mandarin. And I was like, wow, yes. maybe I did actually learn a little bit of Mandarin in my two years of uh, refolding it. So I was pretty proud. That's it's definitely awesome. Peppa Pig. Um, I've done it in I Spanish I have a, show, a kid's well, show like that. And I can't yeah. say that it, it had the same effect, but I think that's because my Spanish was already so advanced when I was listening to it. But mm. definitely Peppa Pig is that litmus test for me. That's a great... I'm, I'm so glad that we all have litmus test. I think that it's great to have like an anchor, you know, to like something that you first start mm. with and then like every, you know, three to six months, years, whatever, you go back to it and you just really to see it's because you can literally see your comprehension go from, you know, stage like one comprehension, two, three, four, five. Um, oh, here's a good question. When you're listening to things, what level of comprehension do y'all aim for? And I'm talking refold levels of comprehension um, where it's a scale of one to what is it? Six is native. So like one, you have no idea what's going on. Two, you can pick out things. I don't have the list, um, but you can look it up on Refold. Just search like levels of comprehension. Um, what level of comprehension do you all feel most comfortable listening to things? At what level do you think is most productive for you personally? Uh, I guess kind of the rough rule of thumb for me is to always kind of listen to stuff that you understand the most in many ways. Um, for example, if you are kind of more intermediate and you have the choice between listening to something at level two comprehension versus level three comprehension. I think generally your best bet is to go with something at level three. Right. Likewise, if you have the choice between something at level three comprehension versus level four comprehension, I think you should probably go to level four. Right. Um, not necessarily saying you should always go for very easy stuff, but mm -hmm. I don't think that you should make your immersion harder uh, just for right. the sake of making it harder. I don't believe that you actually make progress faster when your immersion's like hard intentionally. Right. Um, Totally obviously agree. you can make things yeah obviously you can uh watch things that are too basic mm -hmm. um but yeah I, this is not really something that i worry about for the most part yeah <laughs> i there there are times where like i'll listen to a podcast and because i'm so in i'm so interested in it or not necessarily a podcast but like a show that i'm so interested in i'm willing to for lack of a better phrase like suffer through my lower comprehension in it because it's that much more compelling this for me. And because it's more compelling, debate, uh, I pay more compelling versus attention. It is. It, well, not necessarily. I'm just like asking what y'all's preferences are. But I think yes. comprehensible. I think that there are two C's in the CI theory. Mm -hmm. Compelling, comprehensible input. You need both. Yes, you do. But if you can only choose but one, are you willing I to think suffer you should through choose it. Yes, I'm willing to suffer through boredom for higher comprehension for sure i've always been a oh, reader I can't do boredom. team peppa pig i'm so as far as the two c's i'm team comprehensibility yeah. over compelling okay 
Ooh, okay. Yeah, so, That's a spicy take. Okay. Yeah, of course, like, uh, I agree that both the Cs are important, uh, comprehension and also compellingness, how compelling yeah. the content is, how entertaining it is. But yeah, uh, some, something I've been doing recently that, you know, actually isn't directly language learning, <laughs> but just taking online courses. Uh, I found oh. that if the online course is very boring, uh, I it just turns to white noise and I ignore most mm -hmm. of it. I have yeah. to rewatch the entire video because I wasn't even listening. That's what uh, happens to me. I cannot pay attention if I don't like it. So, I mean, just in the long run. So, you know, language learning is such a long process. It takes mm -hmm. multiple years. And I think it's really important that people enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, if you're willing to stick through uh, stuff that is comprehensible but boring to you, then, you know, that I guess that says a lot about you and your willpower and, you know, how disciplined you are. But a lot yeah. of us are just really kind of uh, lazy and pleasure-seeking. <laughs> And yeah, that's me. Like, oh, oh yes, yeah, like so am I, right? Like I think that's probably most people, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, keep it's okay. Keep talking. Just stab me in my heart a little bit more. No, no. So I, I guess I'll, I'll use like less brutal words. I guess no, no, most, it's, so, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, mo most people want to have fun. They don't want to be bored. More or girls less. just want to have fun. Okay. Yeah, and boys like, too. Boys just, yeah, boys yeah, and girls like I get just little have dopamine fun. hits when I understand something. So maybe it's like a puzzle people... for you. Yeah, maybe different people react differently, but I get a lot of yeah, totally understanding, like to a high so, level. Yeah. Okay. So I find so that it's kind of like it, right? it's fun for you then. It is fun for sure. The dopamine spike is fun. I do get those dopamine you. spikes. And, and even though it's it's a little bit less entertaining, it's kind of like doing Sudoku isn't fun, but the end result is good, and so you're able to focus through it because it's a I have never something that you're actively Sudoku, engaged in ever. It's just a metaphor for. <laughs> it's not. I'm not being literal here. But wait, wait a second. You've never played. Okay, this is. I'm going to talk about this offline. I had no idea that you've ever played Sudoku. Never. I'm not good at it, once. but I've played it. I think, okay. of course, like I definitely enjoy understanding things that I'm immersing in. But yeah, uh, I might have mentioned on another podcast that it's like I am also fine with not understanding anything. I'm yeah. just. I'm just. You know, having a good time, I guess. <laughs> having a good time, listening to stuff. Of oh, course, like, <laughs> um, I watch a, uh, a a YouTuber, a Japanese YouTuber who does like uh tech product reviews, like yeah. tablets and cameras and things like that. And I probably have like level three comprehension of her a lot of the time because she speaks really fast and it's probably like yeah a lot of techie vocabulary, but. When I watch uh, Slice of Life anime, I have close to level five comprehension more often wow. than not, but it's still not consistent. It's mostly like four point five comprehension a lot of the That's time. Good. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know how high my comprehension is on stuff. Honestly, like books, my comprehension is like higher in some ways and lower in some ways. Like when I'm listening to them, because um, there's a lot of descriptive language that just kind of. I don't know, it just kind of goes over my head because it's just a word that I'm only ever going to see, like, not very often. You know, it's not a high-frequency word. But whenever like it's dialogue... Like, you describe a plant like, and it's a species you don't know in English either. Yeah, like, sinuous. Like, it's got <clears throat> sinuous leaves and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I don't care. Get to the action, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I kind of rate things on level of, like, enjoyment and how much of the story I understand, not necessarily, like, how much of every word, because that's just too... I don't know. I don't focus on that, really. The thing is that they actually are correlated in some way, comprehension and compellingness, because, you know, if you're not yeah. understanding much, chances are you're not going to like it that much. True. That's um, true. I mean, so I they, think they I'm understanding. 
I think I'm understanding, you know, like there's probably subplots and stuff that I might be missing or whatever. When I'm reading, I have a very high level of comprehension, but when I'm, oh, yeah. when I'm, I mean, aside from adjectives and things like that, those, you know, there, there's a million of them, but as far as like the plot, what's going on, I have no problems, but listening, if I had to listen to the same thing, my comprehension would definitely be lower. Mm. Um, and it also depends like, you know, domains. Oh, that's a good question. Domains. Do, do y'all have like a favorite? I guess you talk. Yours is murder, Josh. Murder domain. At the moment. <laughs> What's so what your you favorite, favorite domain? domain? Like what content we like to listen to, or what we have the highest. Like I'm sorry. Like what have you like specialized in? Like do you have a domain where you're the most competent? So maybe not favorite, but maybe one that you've spent the most time in and are the most competent in. Uh, so with Filipino, which is my most advanced language, I definitely feel mm -hmm. very competent in anything slice of life related. And anything nice. related to like gardening and farming, I'm not. A, I don't garden. I don't farm. But the Philippines has a lot of vocational content, and I find it really high quality. Yeah. Just watching some guy with his water buffalo like farming, and mm -hmm. I've done a lot of listening in it, so I understand it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, when so it comes your domain to is anything, slice of life and farming. Yeah, when it comes to anything like religious or legal, uh, my comprehension just yeah. drops way out. Right. So what's your what's your most strong domain, Joshua, or Josh? Which one do you uh, prefer? We've gone this whole time. You, you can call me Josh. Okay, I'll call you Josh. <laughs> I'm reading uh, Joshua. Wait, can we call you I, Schwa? Can we, can we go the other direction and call you Schwa? Schwa? I'm into yeah, it. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, when I signed up for Discord, I no one you know gave me the message that it's all kind of like goofy names, so I actually just put my real name. You can change that, by the way. <laughs> you like, seen you don't have your, to look this way. On, on, the, on the Refold community site, under About Us, we list... Uh, you're listed twice, uh, kind of like making fun of the fact that you listed your full name. So it's like Joshua right. Hamilton, then the, the number, and then it's just like also known as Joshua Hamilton without the number. <laughs> yeah, 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 I should probably change that. Um, no, no, you I, I forgot the question though. <laughs> no, that's fine. What domain are you most strong in? What's your what's your strongest domain listening? Yeah, so I, I kind of throughout my journey, I haven't really so much focused into particular domains at different points. I've more mm -hmm. or less just followed my interests. Sometimes that would be documentaries or yeah, podcasts too. about philosophy or history yeah. or slice yeah. of life stuff. But um, because I'm kind of nearing at, you know, 1500 hours of, you know, active listening, uh, wow. you know, before podcasting and books, um, I, I, because I want to start speaking soon, I'm going to really refocus myself on slice of life so that I can just really um acquire a lot of that basic conversational french um so yeah but i would say my strongest is probably slice of life just because it's you know really the most basic part of a language right the everyday yeah yeah and what about you shiki yeah my most comfortable domain is gonna be slice of life anime because that's what i chose to focus on for uh 2c mm -hmm. um and I'm just going to watch every slice of life anime that's on my list that I want to watch. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to move on to uh, like slice of life, like real people speech, like Terrace House and live action mm -hmm. stuff, like in Japanese instead of anime. Terrace House is a bop. Yeah. It's a good show. My whole family would get together and watch it drinking red wine. You know, that's another episode. I really like as a beginner, and well, I say a beginner. Low comprehension and say like Mandarin and Japanese is I really like listening to short form videos like YouTube shorts. Yes, talk, shorts. I show Douyin, things like that. Yes, they're short yes, enough I love that shorts. I feel like I can loop them over and over until I get it, and mm -hmm. it's really convenient just to like for my ADHD brain just to go from like yes one thirty second video to another. 
Yes, and they're addictive. I I spent I think all morning on accident this morning. Well, not all morning. That's a bit of a hyperbole, but I spent a good part of this morning watching YouTube shorts and for some reason I'm on like iPhone repair shorts. Are you have you guys experienced that like on shorts? I've been getting just, like, only a bunch VTubers of like iPhone repair videos. Only VTubers? Only VTubers, yeah. Uh, I followed a couple of uh, Chinese language VTubers on my Chinese immersion account, and I get a lot of their shorts. <laughs> they have like several hundred. It's a soul, if anyone's learning Mandarin. Wow. And they've got like two channels dedicated to shorts. Repeat that. What was that? A soul? A hyphen soul in English. Like the letter A. Like soul. Like... And then soul, like, is in like the soul in your, your body. Like Alma. Alma. Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking about different languages, uh, I was wondering, do you guys uh, mostly listen to one particular dialect, or do you just spread yourself kind of across many dialects? Ooh. Like, do you just do Mexican Spanish, or do you do Spanish from Spain I as well? Try to just do Mexican Spanish, but Spain calls to me because I love the content, and yeah. Uh, so I've been focusing mostly on Mexico and Spain um and trying to air towards mexican but i can't it's it's honestly like probably 65 percent spain a lot of your um, content is spain because the, the production value. it like, is they're wealthy they've got it good is. stuff i mean but but some of my favorite youtubers are from mexico so i want to say the majority of my youtube is mexican youtube but honestly like i don't even care I've seen anymore your my for spanish i feel like there was a lot of spain in there but you don't know what I watch mostly. Like That's mostly true. what I watch is like Leyendas Legendarias and who else? I don't know. Shorts. A lot of the shorts are from Latin America and they're funny. There's like this family. I don't know. It's stupid. But because I have a kid, I find it funny. But um, they do stupid jokes like mom jokes. I'm like, wow, that mom is so funny. Wow. But yeah, they're from Mexico. But um, I'm trying to lean towards Mexico. But yeah, like George said, there is a lot of Spain content that I really gravitate towards. When what it comes about you? to, um, sorry. No, no, go for it. When it comes to Japanese, most of the media is going to be in like a, what you would call standard Tokyo dialect. Yes. So it, it's, you have to kind of go out of your way to listen to stuff that's in different dialects. You're not going to focus on Kansai Ben? Nah, I mean, I'm going to be basic and boring and just go with Tokyo dialect because it's like, yeah. Someone uh, mentioned this, uh, I don't know who or where it was, but it's kind of like, kind of weird. Like if you have uh, someone who's learning English and they pick some kind of like a really niche uh, accent to go for, like I'm going to focus on Oklahoma accent. <laughs> it's I've just, it's kind of weird. <laughs> that one famous video of the Vietnamese immigrant. Yes. Doing the, the thing cowboy the guy. Yeah. He's mm. like, he, oh. he, He's with a guy, they catch a fish, and, like, they scale it with their bare hands. And he's a Vietnamese yeah. nail salon guy. And he's got this yeah. mix of a Vietnamese accent and, like, a southern accent. And I, I find There's it, this oh, band life southerner, I find it, like, wholesome. Like, please, sure, integrate. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I actually had a, a Chinese friend in university who's, you know, his English was impeccable. He'd been speaking it for four years, and he actually yeah. sounded like he grew up in Canada. Um, oh, wow. But what was funny is that, you know, so he grew up in China, uh, speaking only Chinese. He moved to Australia at first, where he kind of learned the basics of English, mm -hmm. like the grammar. But he had this funny feature of his speech where uh, every now and then he'd like do an R drop. 
like instead of saying here, you would say like here. Oh. So it's like, you know, Canadian accent, Canadian accent, Canadian accent, R drop. Yeah. And it was, it was really funny because it was so unusual. Like I actually, <laughs> sometimes I wouldn't understand what he was saying. But I, I just think that like it might have caused a bit of confusion for him because he was jumping between, you know, more of a Canadian American accent and also kind of an Australian one. Yeah. So my Spanish is not great. And I do these support emails for Refold in Spanish, and I, I constantly feel like I'm going to use like a Spanish phrase when I should yeah. mostly not be mixing dialects. Um, so I feel that when like your your immersion is not perfect, and I guess even after living there for several years, like your friend, you can still sort of lapse into a, a different dialect. Yeah, and so I mean, like again, his speech is really good. I mean, it's it's much better than you know most. English uh, learners that I've learned uh, that I've you know met. Yeah. Uh, but having seen that myself, uh, despite being from Canada, I've actually mostly focused on the European uh, variety of French. Um, I'm kind of hoping that once I reach a high level of comprehension in French or a higher level, uh, that maybe I'll go back and start listening more to the Quebec dialect. Um, but I just thought it was probably a better idea that I don't really kind of equally balance the two as I'm yeah. learning. Because it kind of might create some weird confusions. Uh, I might pronounce yeah. some words a little bizarrely. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, once I get advanced, I can probably switch and be fine. So oh, sure. I have a question now. So, like, where you are in Canada, are you in close proximity to areas where they would speak the Quebec French or no? Like, how useful would it be for you to know it? I guess is my question. Yeah, so right now, like I'm in British Columbia, but yeah, I recently moved from Manitoba. Um, really, so in Canada, uh, French is mainly spoken in Quebec, which is right by Ontario, uh, and also New Brunswick, but there are, are small Francophone communities throughout Canada. Uh, there are more Francophone communities the closer you are to Quebec. So where I am in BC right now, there's very few. I'm actually not aware of any. Um, but where I'm from in Manitoba, there are people who speak uh, French as their native language. Uh, there's a guy at my at my cabin who speaks French all the time. Uh, the Manitoban French dialect sounds very similar to Quebec. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say in general, French is not really necessary to know in Canada unless you are in Quebec. Uh, in, in British Columbia, where I'm actually at right now, um, I was looking for apartments and I actually went by a little area uh, called Richmond which is, is very Chinese demographically. And, uh, you know, there's Chinese everywhere, uh, Chinese writing. Uh, it would be much more useful to actually know Chinese there than it would be to know French, for example. And uh, actually, furthermore, um, where I'm from in Manitoba, there's actually a large amount of Tagalog speakers. In fact, I believe there might be more Tagalog speakers than French speakers. So, yeah, I would say Quebec is where you need French. Interesting. That makes a little too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the status yeah, think, of French in it's... Canada is its own topic. I would love to talk to you about uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, uh, even Newfoundland, I think, had its own French speakers at one point, but that's another day. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it's time to wrap it up, y'all. It's been an hour. So thank y'all so much for being here. Um, Josh and Shiki and Gorg <laughs> for talking about your experience with listening. Um, and thank you to everyone who was here for the live recording and who will be watching it in the future. 
Um, it's going to be out on YouTube and Spotify in the next few days. So keep your eyes peeled and please drop a like if you like the episode to show us that you like the podcast and to also help us out with the algorithm. Voting is open now for next week's topic. Make sure you resuggest topics that didn't win because every week it's a fresh voting cycle. Um, and we don't look back at old suggestions. So make sure that you send in your suggestions and don't feel bad about sending them again. Thank you so much for, for being here and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Refold Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and maybe even learned something new. Projects, events, and content like this podcast are only possible thanks to our generous patrons. If you liked this and want to see more similar projects, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Visit community.refold.la slash Patreon benefits to learn more.